0: This is the family second program. Oh, happy day, happy day, you wash my sin away. Oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never. Right. Welcome everyone to another week of the family second program. We want to welcome everybody to a great week. That's right. Hopefully, hopefully you're having a great week. Uh, I'm having a great week. We just got back from burying my grandma, and oh, some of you might say, "What?" Yeah, it was a great week. We celebrated a life, and uh, that was for God and a legacy that uh, taught the children all the way down to the great great grandchildren about who the Lord is and how to serve people and how to stay committed, which that's the word we're going to learn today, committed. But a little bit about uh, you, we thank you so much for joining us, for listening in every week. You might be listening to me for the eighth time. That's right, the eighth time, uh, as we've had our podcast every week. And we want to thank you. We want to thank you for the blessing you've been to us listening and writing down these things and learning how to become a family of God, how to reach your full potential in God, and uh, all the things that you've learned through this. We want to thank you for listening. And we want to thank God for all that He's going to do in your life because He knows what you're doing. He sees your hard work and your commitment to this thing called family and raising a godly family. Uh, And we want to make sure we give God all the glory for everything that's happening. Sometimes when I get lazy and think, oh, it's all me, but it's not. It's all God. It's all him. And we want to make sure we give him all the glory. So thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. That's right. Just go ahead. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. (laughs) And just tell somebody, tap someone on the shoulder and say thank you, Jesus. All right. If your husband's next to you, women just slap their head back of their head and go, thank you, Jesus. You might ask, well, why'd you do that? I'm just thanking Jesus. You know, that's all I'm doing. I'm just thanking Jesus. Oh, yeah. All right. So just thank Jesus for all that he's done, uh, being committed to you. And there you go. That's a word we're going to learn today staying committed to our family, last week we talked about obedience and obeying God and um, the, the the works of God and being obedient to what he has for us. Not just as our children obedient, are, are obedient to their parents, but as fathers and mothers being obedient to God's word. That's not restricting, but it is releasing. That's right. If we're obeying God's word, it's releasing us to our full potential. And this week, we're going to stay committed So I look back at this week and this weekend actually we we traveled up to my hometown and we uh, buried our, my grandmother. She lived to be 93 years old. Um, and every time we'd go up there, my wife, uh, awesome, beautiful wife, would drag me down to visit my, gra- uh, my grandma. You know, as a guy, I was like, oh, do I have to go? But you know what? She was like, hey, this might be your last time. Uh, women are like that. They're the best. Uh, my wife's the best in reminding me what's important in this life sometimes. So she would gra- she would drag me to the nursing home or to her house where she was. And we always had great visits, and uh, we'd, uh, we'd always hear the stories of life. And you know, my grandma had, um, lived a long life, an awesome life, and left a legacy to her from her children to her grandchildren to her great grandchildren. Um, and some of, the, uh, some of the things that she taught us was uh, um, being a servant, being a servant to others. I don't think there was anyone in this life that she uh, did not serve. And be a servant to, and really modeled uh, what Jesus did uh, and why he came to this earth to be a servant. And uh, she also modeled a commitment, commitment to the family. You know, it's funny uh, hearing the stories this week. I got to officiate the service, first time I ever really um, had to put together a funeral myself, by myself. You know, got um, some cousins uh, to speak, and they got uh, um, her youngest grandchild. uh, which is a very musical, got to hear him sing. And it was great to put that together and then me speaking about the legacy Grandma left us. And there are some stories that the family would tell about how um, Grandpa, when he was alive, uh, um, after uh, he had a stroke. You know, I remember when I was a young boy, that when he had a stroke, um, he couldn't talk that good, and and he was sitting in his chair. But um, this one of the stories that my mom told me about was he couldn't remember all the grandchild's names, grandkids' names. So um, she, he would get grandma to write all of them down on a piece of paper. So when he was in prayer in his prayer time. He would call each and every grandchild out in prayer, which is awesome to hear uh, because actually I'm receiving some of those blessings uh, now that my grandpa prayed, what, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, um, that he prayed on his knees. My mom told me sometimes he would have calluses on his knees uh, because he prayed so often. And uh, that just that just uh, warms me and and excites me that I'm being blessed today because my grandpa and my grandma prayed for me and my dad actually continued that legacy. And now I'm continuing it. You know, my grandpa was a reverend um, in the army. Now, I'm continuing that kingdom building that he started so long ago. So I'm continuing that legacy. But we talked about my grandma, how what a legacy of servanthood and what a legacy of obedience to the father and a legacy of commitment. And so that's what we'll be talking about today, about commitment, about being committed to our family, being committed to raising godly kids. And, you know, it's hard work and sometimes as a, a sub I I love to sub I think every minister should uh, a sub at least one time in their life and go out to the schools and see the real world you know you know how people come to us uh, at our churches but we should actually go out into the world and see how they live and and uh, become a witness to those and and I get to hear a lot of times a about uh, the mediocrity that is really out there. Some of the things that I hear, you know, sometimes even from my kids that, hey, you know, we get their report cards and and uh, sometimes it's not what we want to see. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Yeah, that's right. You know, and some of their excuses could be very, very uh, way out there. But one of the excuses that I hear sometimes and even in subbing, I say, hey, at least I passed. You know, at least I didn't fail. Uh, Hey, you know, at least I got a 70 um, and that's passing. But you know what? As we want to reach our full potential in Christ, we don't need to get by. We need to stop being mediocre and we need to live a life and get to our full potential. And we can't do that by being mediocre and just getting by. You know, when we just... Try to get by. We are one step away from falling off the cliff. That's why we need to thrive, and we need to go toward what God has for us with all that we have. And that's one of the things I try to instill in my children: that don't just try to get by. Uh, that's one thing I learned from my wife. You know, when I met my wife in college, that's one of the things that that I had uh, struggled with was just trying to survive. Um, didn't do that well in high school and just uh, uh, barely getting by in college. And she looked at me one day and says, why Why are you just trying to survive? Why don't you thrive in this life and try to do more? And uh, realizing that before we were even married, she was saying that to me, that we do need to thrive. We do need to go forth with all that we have and stop being mediocre, but be all God has called us to be. You know, I can hear my dad in the background um, as he's uh, He's always told me, Philip, you know, if you read, if you read every book and you read, the world will be at your feet. You know, I can hear him saying that. And that's true that if we do our best and all that we can in this life and we can reach our full potential in Christ and we can thrive in this life instead of trying to get by. So we need to do that today is is stop being mediocre. And we need to uh, to instill on our children that, hey, yes, you didn't, you passed, but we need to do more in this life. You know, you don't have to be the smartest kid in class, but you do need to try your hardest and you need to thrive to where God, where God has called you. So today we're talking about commitment. You know, I believe that our kids don't need perfect parents. Of course, we're not going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I know uh, those out there, if you can raise your hand, you're not perfect. All right. But, you know, our kids need purposeful parents who seek to understand and apply, you know, God's principles in their homes. We need our purposeful, all right, uh, parents who seek and understand those things that God has for us, the principles that God has set forth in his word. You know, some people tell us that it takes a village to raise uh, our kids, but you know what? I believe it just takes parents. (laughs) That's right. Parents that are committed to raising them in a godly way and with the principles that God has for them. You know, I've seen the word where God is talking to the children of Israel in Deuteronomy. You know, after they had... Wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. They're about to go into the promised land. Moses had died, and Joshua was about to become the leader. He tells the children of Israel this about commitment. He says in chapter 30 of Deuteronomy, in verse 19 and 20. He says, today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. He was calling on heaven and earth to witness the choice that they make. And as what he's doing today, he's calling on heaven and earth to see the choice that we make in raising our children. And it says this in verse 20. It says, you make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, And committing yourself firmly to him. This is key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That last part there, you know, there's three areas there he talks about into living your life. But that third thing was committing yourself firmly to the Lord and to everything he has uh, for you. So that's what we need to do today We need to commit to the Lord And and as I read and as I study God's word And the books I read today I read a book uh, that Tony Evans And I really encourage uh, those that want to raise godly kids And kingdom kids to get this book It's called uh, Raising Kingdom Kids He tells a story and he brings out this Dr. Seuss book About Horton Horton Hatches the Egg And uh, in it he talks about Maisie In this Dr. Seuss book The Lazy Bird This is what she says, "says I'm tired and I'm bored, and I've kinks in my leg from sitting just sitting here day after day. It's work. How I hate it! I'd much rather play. I'd take a vacation, fly off for a rest. If I could find someone to stay on my nest, you know, raising kids is hard work, and that's what this bird, this lazy bird, says. It's hard work, but she doesn't want to do it. So now she's trying to find someone." to do it for her. And who does she find? Well, she finds Horton. That's right. And it's funny that this book, uh, um, as Dr. Seuss uh, writes it, you know, it's a clever tale of parenting. You know, it it invites readers to look at at the more essential components of parenting in this book. There's uh, seven things that it invites you to look at. It makes you look at commitment. It lets you look at connectedness, uh, gentleness, resiliency, uh, you know, strength and character and kindness, all through the book. And you know what? Maisie the bird uh, gives up the hard work of parenting and finds this huge elephant in the book to take her place. Horton, that's right, an elephant of his word. If you've ever seen any of the Horton movies, uh, sits on the egg. For months on end, this is what the elephant repeats. He repeats, "I meant what I said, and I said what I meant." An elephant's faithful, one hundred percent. If you've ever read that book, you you probably memorized some of those lines. But you know Horton's home life uh, with Maisie's egg. If you've ever re- re- uh, read the book, it ends up challenging him, you know, in multiple ways. You know, the job takes him to very unexpected places. Uh, it, it brings in hardships and, you know, even criticism from his friends, you know, parents out there, you've probably had some of those things. You probably, uh, it's taken you parenting, it's taken you unexpected places. It's bring brought in hardships. It's, it's uh, even brought in criticism from your friends on how you parent, you know, ultimately the, the story goes on and he's captured by the hunters and then he's stuck on a boat um, which is, you know, a story in itself about the treacherous sea adventure that they take. And finally, uh, is placed in a traveling circus. But you know what? Horton remains on the egg because he's committed to this egg. So when the circus winds up in Florida, if you've ever read the story, Maisie, who's been selfishly vacationing there in Florida, Spots her egg and decides to reclaim it now that all the hard work is done. And you know, am I am I talking to somebody out there? Have have we ever done that to where we've let somebody else do the hard work? We've let the pastor or the children's pastor or the youth pastor do the hard work and teaching our kids about Christ, and then we try to reclaim them when they come home and and we're faced with, you know, attitude and, and rebellion because we as parents didn't do the work. We need to remember as parents that It's our job, not the pastor's job, not the youth pastors, not the teachers at school, but it's our job to raise our kids and not push it on someone else. Well, the story goes, and Maisie wants to reclaim, well, guess what? The egg hatches, it's an elephant bird, that's right. It developed into an elephant bird Horton and his new baby, the story goes, and are promptly returned to the jungle so happily to live out their days, and Maisie is punished for her laziness and irresponsibility. Now, I know this is a child story, and, and uh, I know it carries, but guess what? It carries an adult message. And this is the message that it carries in that story that a successful parenting comes through commitment, dedication, love, and hard work. Successful parenting you know also brings in a lifetime of reward that's what it brings in successful parenting it brings in a lifetime of reward. You know the story that we read from dr. Seuss it also uh, brings in uh, a term that we hear a lot today is called the blended family where families some families are brought together either through a divorce or death and, and uh, the parent gets married that they're brought in to You know, other family members are raising the kids and it brings in uh, the blended family. Because, you know, the family unit today in our nation is no longer largely, you know, comprised of of the biological children in the home. We often have uh, the blended family where one or both parents are raising children they, you know, they did not originally produce. So whatever your family makeup is, there's always hope that you can build a godly home. You can build a kingdom home you know there's a story that i read about um elephants in the wild and how uh, uh, the the hunters would kill off the males and 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 the uh females the dads and the moms and the, the young bull elephants were left all by themselves so they they built this aggression up because they didn't have the mentors there to teach them uh and develop them so the park rangers would bring in the mentor elephants. So when they did this, uh, the adolescent, the young bulls would break away from the herd in the wild and the older bulls would become their mentors. They brought in these uh, bull elephants to become their mentors. And as a result, the adolescent, the young bulls, uh, elephants would submit to the presence, the power of the older ones. And in fact, they would learn to direct their upswings of destruction and they would respond in responsible and productive ways. So where there was chaos, there was now calm. The father elephants, you know, completed the environment so the young elephants received the guidance they needed to live well. So while elephants can't be compared to humans on, you know, on all levels, the principles are evident right there. You know, we have so many teenagers that are living a life of chaos, you know, simply because they are lacking parental Involvement and dedication. You know, parenting is so essential in developing a boy into a man. You know, parenting is so essential in developing a girl into a woman. You know, that many, if not most, of the issues that plague us as a nation today would be gone if we would just master this one thing. You know, rather than looking at the White House to fix all our our ills or government to fix all our problems, you know, we ought to be looking at our own houses to fix the problems here in our country. It should be switched. You know, if we get our houses right, if we commit and submit to God, then we would fix this nation just by us being an example to others in our homes. You know, when the family breaks down, everything that's supposed to be built on the sacred foundation crumbles with it. Because, you know, family is a sacred foundation. You know, and and as we saw in the illustration of Horton and the bull elephants, and and as I have personally witnessed in, 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 in many successful blended families, family commitment is a trait that can produce great results. A strong sense of commitment is the foundation for a strong, fully functional home. And I want your home to be fully functional. Amen. You know, aspects of commitment include dependence on each other, loyalty, honesty, trust. These are some things that we need in our home, and there's not a lot of loyalty and honesty and trust in so many places in our homes, you know, as well as developing goals and dreams together as a family. Commitment focuses on a child's proper development. You know, in fact, a child's development is so critical that you know in biblical times when when a young boy was earmarked to become a king, many people took so much care in training that child how to be a king. Well, let me tell you something. Your child is a child of the king. So we are raising princes and princesses. In our homes today and we need to realize that and we need to get that mindset. We are a kingdom family and we are raising up kings and queens in this life that God has created for. So we need to reach our full potential in knowing that we are raising kings and queens in our home. There's a few things about commitment that I want to go over real quick. Five things uh, that commitment is. One, uh, well, Number one, commitment is about conviction and not feelings. You know. Number two, commitment is not passive but active. That's right. Be committed with what he puts in your hand. And if he's put a family in your hand, you need to be committed to that. Number three, commitment needs to be spoken. You need to speak out commitment in your family. Number four, commitment swallows up the options. That's right. There's just so many options in in this life, but you know, commitment swallows up those options till you're down to a very few options that you have. And number five, commitment always bears fruit build on commitment. Those five things there, I want you to learn about commitment, and I want you to be committed to your family. Do that this week as you go on. Be committed in everything that you do and uh, all the devotional times that you have and teaching your children about what God has for them, Uh, and we're going to continue this next week as we talk about a man in the Bible that some of you probably never heard of, uh, uh, how he was committed to his family, and he built up some of the greatest men that ever lived, because he was committed to his family. And I know what you, and I know you want to raise up some godly kids that that will be remembered in this life. So I want you to tune in. Make sure you tune in next week uh, here and learn about what this guy did and how he raised his kids to leave a legacy for the children of Israel. So tune in next week about that. Learn about commitment. So right now, as I go into prayer and give and allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, I remember. Um, um, a funny story How uh, I told you a few weeks ago um, How we were waiting to have kids And we, were, we tried for a long time To have our first Isabella uh, We tried for a long time To have our second Everett But it didn't take too long To have our third Eva. And I can remember one morning um, As I was waking up Probably around 7 o'clock in the morning And my, w- <laughs> my wife Davina uh, you know the grogginess that you have when you wake up. You kind of some things are kind of blurry. Well, as I opened my eyes, I saw three things in my face, and those three things were pregnancy tests, and they were all positive. And I think there's something that my wife wanted to surprise me with, and it was a surprise. But the words, the first words out of my mouth, probably shouldn't have been the first words that were out of my mouth, as she showed me those uh, three pregnancy tests, which later became, I think, nine pregnancy tests because she wanted to make sure that she was pregnant. And so that's uh, something, you know, my wife did just to make sure uh, she was pregnant. But the first words that were out of my mouth were, "Uh, when were you ovulating? So, you know, we were trying for a third, but it was a surprise. And, you know, that's how God is. God is a faithful God and even though of course we want we wanted four children but you know we uh, we we wanted to plan them out and everything but the the third one wasn't planned for that soon but God had a plan so and uh, he he gave us Eva uh, during that time and uh, it was a great blessing During that time that, you know, God is faithful, even though uh, it took a while for us uh, and that challenge and that struggle to have our first two. uh, God is faithful. And so through that story, I just want to remind you that God is faithful and God Knows what you're going through, and God knows your struggle. I know. Last week, I talked about how uh, every child is a blessing, and the more that you have, the more blessed you are. But I know there there are families out there uh, that uh, only you know are satisfied with one, and you know that one is a blessing. That one that you have is a blessing. And there's there's those that are out there that have been trying for years, and uh, but God is still faithful. God is still faithful and he sees you where you are and he wants to let you know that he hears you. All you have to do is trust in him and trust what he has for you. And there is a purpose and there is a, uh, you know, as I remember back to my, Grandma, that is, she the last years of her life, and we, we sometimes think, why hasn't God, you know, taken her yet? And she, through her pain and through her struggle that she was going through, um, in the hospital there, she she was thriving in in pain, uh, but you know, God had a plan that she was a blessing to those in her in her nursing home. You know, when my mother and her sister would go up to feed her or to, uh, to look after her, uh, they were blessings to people. And they were reminded that, that you know, there was a, God had a plan. You know, God had a plan through everything. And you know God has a plan in your life. So I want you to realize that as you uh, pray for your children, as you pray to have a family, and those that are single out there that one day are praying uh, for a time that becomes uh, your turn to have a family, God is faithful. So, Lord, right now I just pray uh, as we uh, allow the Holy Spirit to work in the words that are being spoken today. Through commitment. Through being committed to the families. Lord I just pray for fathers and mothers out there. I even pray uh, for the single mothers. Or the single fathers. That don't have the help. Uh, of another spouse. That are, that are just working. Uh, their little tails off. Uh, to uh, build a godly family. To build godly children. To build kingdom children. And Lord I just pray for strength. Lord, I pray for that resiliency. I pray for that commitment, that character, Lord, those things that they need in this life. Lord, I just pray that you give it to them, Lord. And you, Lord, help them realize that you are there and how they need to trust in you, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you that there are families out there. There are men and women out there that are committed, that that have that gentleness and resiliency and strength. Lord God, to raise and to transfer what they have onto their children. So, Lord, I just pray for those, God, that need you, that hear this podcast and need more commitment in their life to work hard and not hand it off to anybody else. But, God, give it all to you, to trust in you. So, Lord, we just thank you today. Thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing for us. And, Lord, we know we're not perfect, but, Lord, we know you're raising up purposeful Parents, Lord, make us purposeful parents uh, as we seek to understand and apply your principles in our homes. And we thank you and we praise you and we give you glory for all that you're doing and you're going to do in Jesus' name. And everybody said, That's right, amen, amen. All right, well, we thank everybody for listening today. Activate, we want you to activate. And here's what I want you to do this week in your home, men and women is I want you to show your kids how you love each other. That's right. Show your kids how to love each other. How do you love your wife? How do you show your kids to love your wife? How do you show your kids to love your husbands? And you know, sometimes we show our kids more about uh, arguing or fighting, but I want you this week to show your kids how to love each other. How do you love each other? What are some things that you do for your wife or for your husband? And if you're single out there, how do you show your kids uh, to love those around you? How do you show your kids to love your parents, their grand their grandparents? How do you show your love uh, to somebody this week and show your kids how to love? That's what I want you to do, and that's what, how I want you to activate your faith today and your commitment this week to your family. All right. well thank you so much for joining us this week I had a great time, remember this has been a great week The election's over, hallelujah, hallelujah That's right, and uh, we are excited about that Because we hear so many things on the um, uh, television and the media About those things, but we know God is in control God uh, uh, is there for us, and he is faithful to complete a great work because remember, we don't need to look at the White House or government to fix uh, the problems in this nation. If we raise godly families up with these principles that I speak forth in this podcast, then we would fix some of the ills and the, and the things in this country that need to be fixed. So remember this week to go forth, say encouraging words to each other, love each other with all that you have. And then in turn, this country We'll get back to what God has created for in this world, too. So remember, be a reflection of him and everything he does. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, We want to thank everybody that has uh, been listening and been on the website and has written in. We want to hear from you. So if you have any stories you want to tell us about uh, your family, uh, funny stories, um, some things that uh, God has done, uh, just write us. Write us, uh, go to our website, info at familysecond.org. Write us, and we want to hear from you. Uh, We love you, and thank you for listening. Again, this has been a P. Shells, Diva Divine, Four Shells production. And we bless everybody out there for listening, and God loves you, and we love you too. So we'll see you later. Bye.